Welcome to Chosen Generation Ministries with Pastor Paul Morgan. We are a non-denominational multicultural ministry based in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. CGM helps to develop nurturing, healthy relationships with ourselves, others, and God. We are a conversational church that engages our congregation in an active dialogue that enhances their personal walk with Jesus Christ in all aspects of life. Let's join Pastor Paul. So Lord, Heavenly Father God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, Father God. We welcome your Holy Spirit to have your way and to do whatever is necessary. Lord, we thank you for your anointing over this place and we bind and forbid any evil spirits here. Lord, we thank you for the message that's going to go forth and for everything that's going to take place here. We thank you, Lord, that no weapons formed against us shall prosper. We thank you, Father, that the message will be well received and manifested to your glory. In Jesus' precious, holy, and majestic name, amen, amen. So what we do here is our opening confession, so that's what we're going to start with, and we say that in unison. So those of you that are in the sanctuary, you can see that on the screen. And you can also see it online. So let's move forward and, and say this together. So, Father, I choose to be open and receptive today. I thank you for restoring my wounded soul. I believe that I would not receive more than my humanity can bear. I ask that what is hidden in my conscious and unconscious mind, those secrets hidden from myself, that block my growth and intimacy with God and others be revealed. Search me, Holy Spirit. Reveal these hidden hurts to me and show me the errors that must be addressed today. I give you permission to go to the points of inception of my hurts and hidden memories that are negatively impacting my life. I give you access to my heart and mind so that you may bypass any repression, denial, depression, dissociation, confusion, guilt, shame, condemnation, pride, unforgiveness, anger, fear, or lies that may be blocking my memories, override any obstacles that have hindered me or hindered me from receiving my freedom in you. I renounce and cancel the effects of receiving any accusations and lies into my mind, body, soul, and heart that is contrary to the truth of who you say that I am. I declare that I live my life loved, cherished, and adored by you. I receive in my heart every expression of your love for me. Because you love me, I am free of all guilt, shame, and condemnation. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. All right, so core values. All right, so Pastor Morgan has been teaching and ministering on uh, the series Core Values. And he has uh, shared six core values with us. He's actually ministered on five. Worship, only God, number one. Faith, hope, love, forgiveness, forgiveness, forgiveness. And today we're going to be talking about stewardship, okay? All right, so let's get into it. Stewardship. What is stewardship? Do we know what stewardship is? And guess what? There's good stewardship and there's also poor stewardship. So we're going to find out about both. All right, so I'm asking, what is um, stewardship? We're going to find out how do we get it? How do we use it? How do we protect it? And how we lose stewardship? So the first question is, what is stewardship? Does anybody know? I, Megan, I see you shaking your head, yes? Can we get a mic for Megan? What is stewardship? It's um, taking care of the things that are have been given to you and doing it in an honorable way. 
Absolutely, that's exactly right. So, and, and also what it is, so simply put, it's um, honoring God with everything we have, with everything that he's given us. That's, that's, that's stewardship, and you said it very well. All right. Yes. So, oh. and you're witnessing good stewardship right now. Okay. okay? That's good. That's good. That's good stewardship. Thank you, Curly. That's fine. That's fine. All right. So she just used some things that we're going to talk about. I don't want to give it away yet, but since she was demonstrating some good stewardship, we're going to get right into it. So, listen to the question I'm about to ask. By a show of hands. How many of you like, I didn't say love, but how many of you like money? By a show of hands, okay. It should be everybody, including me. Okay, how about gifting, getting, getting money as a gift? Okay, fantastic. All right, so guess what? All right, so we know what stewardship is. It's simply, simply put, it's caring for something on God's behalf, and it's using and managing all resources that God has provided for us He's blessed us with for the betterment of his creation. And there are four vital resources that each of us has, each of us has. There are four vital resources that each of us has that we need to use for good stewardship. I like to call them the four T's. Now, the question I'm about to ask, a few of you cannot participate because you know about my message. So for those of you that can participate, if you can give me the four T's, I have a blank check. It's already signed. It's already dated with today's date. The dollar amount is there, $100. 60 seconds, one minute. Raise your hand. If you can give me the four T's, the four resources that are vital to good stewardship, I'm handing you this check. And that goes for the folks online. Okay, so Michelle, can we start a clock for 60 seconds? Okay, I, I got it. Nicole, get, get, give her a mic. Four T's. Uh, I'm going to go with time, talent, treasure, uh, and the last T. I'm, I need to phone a friend. <laughs> okay, she can phone a friend. If, if, the, if, the, if your, friend, your friend will get 25, you get okay. 75. Okay. How about that? Amen. <laughs> Phone a friend. Raise Amen. your hand. My okay, so you said, what, did, what, what three did you say? Time, talent, treasure. Okay. Tithe. T-H-T-I-T-H-E. You said treasure, right? Yeah. That's not it. Trust. Come on. Transparency? Mm-mm. Okay, Tim has, no, that's Corey in the back, has his hand up. Everybody's my friend. She got three. It teach? Mm-mm. It's a vital resource. Is, is Wayne in the back? Okay, all right, all right. Well, Nicole, we had to get all four, but I'm going to give you $75. How about that? Okay. All right, after, after, after church. Yeah, because this does say $100, yeah. right? All right, so the, the fourth vital resource is our temple. Okay? 
So God has blessed each of us with time. He's blessed us with talent. He's blessed us with our temple and our tithes, which is our finances, okay? So those are four, those are not the only resources, but those are four vital resources that we need to utilize for good stewardship. Does that make sense? All right. So how do we get it? Okay, so we talked about what stewardship is. Okay, and again, using and managing all resources that God provides for the glory of God and for the betterment of his creation. Okay, that's the dictionary um, definition. The careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. All right, now how do we get stewardship? So let's go to the word, right? Because that's our source, God's word. So Genesis 1.28, this is the New King James Version. It says, then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So in this scripture, God has blessed us with dominion, right? He's blessed us with authority. He's blessed us with responsibility. So he's telling us right here, this, is, this scripture tells us how we get uh, how we get stewardship. It comes from God. And he gives us dominion. He tells us to manage, be responsible, care for every living creature on the earth. Okay? Does that make sense? All right, fantastic. Now, how do we use stewardship? We just talked about our time, our talent, our temple, and our tithes being four vital and critical resources of good stewardship. So something that comes to mind real quickly to me is um, as I was preparing for this message, I had to send my PowerPoint to Michelle. I had a challenge with sending my PowerPoint to Michelle because I was trying to do it during work hours. And um, I don't know if any of you heard the term firewall. So the firewall blocked um, my PowerPoint from being sent to Michelle. And so um, it's, it actually, I mean, I got a text, I got an email that said, hey, you're, you're violating. Uh, company policy, okay? So I said, okay, that's just a distraction. But guess what? Where there's a will, there's a way. Okay, so I know what was happening. So I called Michelle, let her know what was going on, and Michelle said immediately, without any hesitation, hey, well, I have a computer. You know, you can use my computer. As a matter of fact, if you'd like, we can meet at the church um, this afternoon, and you could, we can, you know, work together to to get your message, and then we can get, actually get it while we're at church. We can actually just go ahead and load it on the church computer so we'll be ready for Sunday service. So that's what happened. So I met her here. Um, thank God I work from home so I can just bring my computer, Jasmine, bring my computer and still work, uh, multitask. That's what we do, multitask. So I got here. Michelle was here, ready, waiting for me, and um, we, we, we went, we went to, to work. And so let's stop and pause. Would you say that she was using her time to the betterment of God? Was she using her talent? Okay. Was she using her temple? Because guess what? Your temple makes up your mind, your body, your spirit, right? Okay. And guess what? What was going on as we were working together? There was someone in the sanctuary working on praise and worship. Imagine who that was. Jasmine. 
All right, so Jasmine came into the office where we were, and she engaged us and started helping too, okay? But not only did she start helping, but as she was preparing for Sunday, was she also using her time, her talent, and her temple, right? Okay, for the betterment of God. So that's good stewardship. That's, those are examples of good stewardship. So let's talk about other good examples of stewardship that um, you've experienced or that you can share with us, whether it's in service or out of service. And also, what's an example of poor stewardship? I'm thinking, I think we can all come up with some <laughs> ideas for poor stewardship, but all right. So can anybody come up with and tell me and share with us an example, um, Jasmine and also Nicole? Mics are coming your way. Um, I currently have a part-time job at Home Goods, and my store, they make the employees clean the bathroom instead of hire a janitor, which I think is disgusting. And so <laughs> I went to visit the short pump location, and I know the manager there. She's real cool. And Shell and I were shopping there the other day, and she said, you need to transfer to my store because, you know, if the janitor's not here, we as the managers clean the bathroom. We don't ask an employee to clean the bathroom. So I thought that was a good example of stewardship. Right. Leading by example, doing the brunt work so that other people below you don't have to do it. Okay, thank you for sharing. Nicole? Um, you know the scripture in the Bible when Jesus uh, multiplies the fish and the loaves? I'm always amazed that he asked them to kept, to collect the scraps, what was left over. Mm. And I, it just has stood out to me that it was significant right. enough that the miracle happened, but we're not going to, you know, just leave the extra. Let's do something with that as well. Exactly. That's right. Thank you. So let's go to the scripture regarding how do we use stewardship. So 1 Peter 4.10. All right. 1 Peter 4.10 says, as each one, that means all of us, each one has received a gift. Each one of you have received a gift or gifts, talents. Minister it to one another. That's telling us right there how to use it. Minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So right there, 1 Peter 4.10, clear, tells us that we are to use our gifts and we're to use them to help support and minister to each other to his glory, Right? All right, and we just got some examples of that. Now, time. How do we use stewardship regarding time? Can someone read that for me? Matthew 6, 33, NIV. One volunteer will do. Okay, Corey. But seek his kingdom, but seek first king, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Fantastic. And so with and utilize our time, that's what we should always be doing with our time, right? We should always be utilizing our time to first of all seek God's kingdom and then again do everything unto him in a righteous manner. So always seeking God first, utilizing our time and our now our temple. That's our body, mind, spirit. 1 Corinthians 3, 16 through 17. Can I get someone to read that for us? All right, Devlin. And the mic's coming your way. Thank you, Audrey, for the, for the swiftness. 
Do you know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy. Which temple are you? Mm. I mean, which temple you are? So your temple is your temple is holy. The Holy Spirit is is dwelling within you. So let's talk about you know how we utilize our temple. So in a in a good way and in a, in a bad way. So tell me if this is a, a good way to steward your temple or a bad way. Okay, over over indulging in alcohol. Okay. Let's see. Using illegal drugs. Cussing out. Your friend. Okay. Let's see. Doing um, your work not into the glory of God and, and just haphazardly. Okay. All right. Now, what about with our temple? What about not taking showers, not using deodorant? Okay. Right. Isn't that, so hygiene, right, that's, that's taking care of your temple, right? Okay. What about... Um, bad breath. Okay, utilizing our temple, right? We got to care for our temples. I mean, seriously, we those things. I mean, what about watching? Um, I'm gonna say Atlanta Housewives or um, Housewives of Holly, Housewives of Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? We got to take care. What are we? What are what are we feeding our in our, our minds? What are we taking into our temple? All of that matters, right? Okay. What about, so is that, no, okay, wait a minute, hold on. Is that, is that poor stewardship or is that good stewardship over your temple? Okay. Oh, <laughs> right, right, Corey. So what that mean? They're guilty. That's what they're doing. Okay. Mm, okay. What about, let's see, overeating? Is that, is that, is that, okay, okay. What about, um, I heard somebody say awesome. Oh, okay. Okay. What about, um, what about not tithing? Okay. All right. What about, um, let's see, eating healthy, balanced meals? Is it, okay. Taking a shower when you get up in the morning before you go to bed at night. Brushing your teeth, flossing, <laughs> wearing deodorant. How about a how about a uh, smell good fragrance for the men and for the women? Okay, okay, all right. Is that good or bad? Okay, okay, because we have to take care of our temple, right? We have to make sure that we're taking care of everything within our temple, our mind, our body, and our spirit, right? Because guess who's dwelling on the inside of you? And you're carrying him with you at all times. So you have to be mindful of how you're caring for him, even the people that you entertain, right? You have to be mindful of that too. So just be mindful of your temple. And, um, and the word tells us, do you know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? Okay? And if anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. Okay? So that's serious, right? All right, so now we get into the finances, the tithes. Proverbs 3, 9, and 10, New King James Version says, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits. So the key is first. First fruits, all of your increase. 
So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. And so remember, in the beginning, we said that stewardship, good stewardship, is caring for something on God's behalf, right? And also that everything comes from God. That's including our finances. So if he's given us the finances, shouldn't we be generous and grateful and thankful enough to give him back a portion? Okay. So definitely, um, and, and guess what? First, not second, not last, but you take care of God first. And then he tells you that he will give you overflow. He will give you increase. So when you get paid, do you pay your bills first or do you pay God first? Okay. Do you pay yourself first or do you pay God first? Okay. All right. So there you go. There you have it. All right. Now, how do we protect our stewardship? All right. Can I get a reader for Colossians 3, 23 and 24, New King James Version? All right. Sharon? And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. Thank you. So <clears throat> we are to do it heartily as to the Lord and not unto man, right? We're doing this for, the, for God. Again, it goes back to uh, what is stewardship, caring for something on God's behalf. So that's how we protect it. We do it to his excellence, not to man's excellence. We do it to God's excellence. Now, how do we lose stewardship? All right, now, I want to share with you a story. And this story, I thought it was really good. Matthew 25, 14 through 30. And I'm going to read this from King James, okay? And most of you have probably heard this. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one, he gave five talents. So that's like $5,000. He gave five talents, and then to another, two, and to another, he gave one. So like, say, $5,000 to one, $2,000 to the second servant, and $1,000 to the third servant, right? All right. And he gave them that amount according to their ability, right? And he then immediately went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. So he doubled what God, what his master gave him, right? He doubled it. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. So he doubled his. What he was giving, he invested and doubled it, right? But he who had received one like $1,000, went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. What did the Lord say? The Lord said to him, well done, Good and faithful servant, you were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents. 
besides them. Guess what the Lord said to him? Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things, and I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I mean, he, he, he happy about what he did, too. Like, just like everybody else. Probably was skipping. Okay. Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid. Now, we know fear doesn't come from God. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look there. Look there. You have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant. Lazy servant. You knew, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming... I would have received back my own interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents. For to everyone who has more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who has not have, does not have, even what he has will be taken away and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Does that sound good? Does that sound like a place you want to be? Does that sound like a servant that you want to portray? Okay, so we want to be like servant, the first servant, the second servant, and not like the third servant. So the third servant, was that good stewardship or was that poor stewardship? Okay, so God tells us, you know, and God's word tells us what stewardship is, where it comes from, how we get it, how we use it, how we are to protect it, and also how we can lose it, right? Thank you. (laughs) All right, so we went through that story, Matthew 25, uh, 14 through 30. All right, so basically, I want to leave you with, and I know I I have not been before you long, but I want to leave you with two scriptures before we go into amen, all right? I want to leave you with two scriptures. And um, I'm going to ask someone, a volunteer, to, I need two volunteers, one to go to 2 Corinthians 5.10, preferably NIV, and then I need someone else to go to Matthew 25.23. So, and raise your hands when you have it. So one person go to 2 Corinthians 5.10, have a hand right here. Thank you, Jocelyn. I'm already and, and we have someone, we have Corey, all right? So let's go with Jocelyn. Jocelyn, which one are you reading? Okay, 2 Corinthians 5.10. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Okay. For we must all appear, again, before the judgment seat of Christ. So that all of us, right? We're all going to appear before, the, for, before God, and we're going to have to give an account of what we've done, both good and bad. So that's a reminder of... Remember, how are you performing? How are you doing with your stewardship? Because guess what? You're going to have to give an account of everything you've done. Everything. Good and bad. That's what the word says. I, I didn't say it. So I didn't say it. God said it. That's what his word said. All right. So 
Now, Corey, you have Matthew 25, 23. Yeah, Matthew 25, 23 says, The master said, Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in handling this small amount. So now I have I will give you many more responsibilities. Let's celebrate together. Fantastic. So that lets you know <laughs> that you want to hear him say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Right? So that's like the parable of the talents. The first and the second servant. What they did with the um, talents that they were given, they doubled them, right? And he said to them, well done, my good and faithful servant. Come to, you know, enter in with me. Um, so those are the words that we want to just meditate on um, as we're doing our uh, stewardship, as we're serving, whether we're in church or out of church, guys, we want to always be performing to him and doing our, giving, giving him our best. So I want to ask if there are any questions. Any questions online from anyone? Jasmine, and I think we have a question from Audrey, or online too. Um, F. Mark Chuck says you lose stewardship by coming out of God's will. Yes, absolutely, that's correct. Thank you for sharing. And we have one up front, Jasmine. Can you share in your own life, like where working at your actual job, where did you stop? working for man and started working for God. Cause like, I don't know anybody that has physically done that besides pastor. He don't, he's the exception, but right. you know, so okay. I want to hear about your journey as to transferring that. Okay. Life. Thank you. That's a great, that's a great question. So for me, it actually took place for me. First of all, it started because of sitting under the word here at children's generation ministries. This is where I learned and developed a relationship with Christ. And once I learned and developed a relationship with Christ, I knew that, from learning, I was not supposed to do things to, unto man. I was supposed to do it unto God, whether I liked it or not. He says, do your best. And whether it's um, the authority figure is on your job, because we have uh, people that we re report to, we answer to um, at work, right? Um, just like we do here at, at the church. So I recognize authority, I'm accountable to, responsible for, and the word tells us, you know, whether it's an authority here or authority at work, that you are to do your best. So I wasn't always thinking like that. So that's my mindset now. That's my that's in my temple that I think about when I do my job, I need to not just do it because cause sometimes I don't like doing my job. You know, um, I like the pay, but I don't always like doing what I have to do. But I know that I'm not doing it for, for, for them. I'm doing it for his glory because I know just like the scripture says, Matthew 25 to 20, uh, actually 2 Corinthians 5.10, we're going to have to give an account of everything we do, good and bad, whether at, at work or in church or at home. So, yeah, just sitting under the word here, I learned that that's part of um, God's way. So thank you for that question. Yeah. Any other questions? If not, I'm going to call up Corey. Corey is actually going to be leading us in cheerful giving He's going to lead us in salvation, and then he's going to lead us with the creed. So, Corey. Well, since she was already clapping, go ahead and clap it up for the messenger. Yeah, I think she did an uh, amazing job. She's always saying she's uh, scared to speak in front of people, but obviously today's show definitely. So go ahead and clap it again for her one more time. You did a good job, Ms. Williams. I'm so proud of you. Yes. Hey, well, this is a, a, a part of our service where we want to always 
uh, extend salvation to somebody. Uh, whether you're in the sanctuary or you're watching online, whether you're in Richmond, Texas, Richmond, Virginia, or Richmond, California, we want to make sure that you, in that scripture, say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And when we get to heaven, we want to make sure that God says, well done, good and faithful servant to us as well. So we want to make sure that we get to heaven and go to heaven, right? So we can hear those, hear the, hear those words. Uh, so if there's anyone in the sanctuary or if you're watching online, Jesus, uh, that is a man that died over 2,000 years ago on one day, went to the grave, went to hell, and then got back up. Um, but yet he still lives today. The blood still lives. Uh, so what I encourage uh, those of you that are in the sanctuary or the user watching online, that please don't wait to get yourself together. Come to Jesus like you are. Needle in your hand, weed in your pocket, porn addict, alcohol, whatever it is, come to the Lord how you are. Because he wants you how you are right now. But what I guarantee you, I don't guarantee a lot of things, but I guarantee you, when you come to him with all those things, you won't be the same after so long. I guarantee that. So what I want to do right now, if you're in the sanctuary or you're watching online, that you want to say, Corey, this is my first time accepting the Lord into my heart. I want to go ahead and pray for you. Repeat after me. Say, Father God, I am a sinner, and I accept you into my heart. I believe you, Lord Jesus, that you died and you rose again for me. I thank you, and I confess you right now as my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, Lord, come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Rescue me in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and clap your hands for the people that uh, committed their lives to the Lord, and we will see you in glory. Awesome. Salvation is a good thing, man. You, you, your life changes. Your life changes. Your life changes. Thank you for joining us. Please visit our website, chosenrva.com. And check in with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Chosen RVA. We hope you'll join us again soon.